Um, I do have some questions actually before I finish this. Um, how? So I say tea glass. Is that correct? Tea glass. Tea glass. Tea glass. Tea glass. Okay. And Deberson. Is that correct? Deberson. Deberson. Ritz. 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 That's right. Yeah. Ritz crackers. The goods tried to tell me that. Deberson. Deberson. Teglash. Oh man, I've already forgotten. The emphasis is always on the first syllable in Hungarian. Teglash. Debretsen. Okay. Teglash. Debretsen. It doesn't matter, really. It doesn't. Because nobody from Teglash will be listening. (laughs) Okay. And then um, (laughs) these Serbian names, uh, Larry, Stara. Bashir. Bashir. Okay. So Stara Moravica and Bashir. All right, I'm going to say those wrong. (laughs) I I, I do all the time. (laughs) Welcome to Mission in Five, the podcast where we ask a handful of questions to ministry practitioners to learn more about who they are and where they see God moving in their community. I am your host, Greg Mann. And every week through my work with the Churches Helping Churches, ABC Nebraska, my ongoing writing projects and serving as a faculty mentor to seminary students, I get to partner with Christian leaders, entrepreneurs, missionaries, and ministers of the church in a variety of contexts. I am always amazed at the many and varied ways that God works in our individual communities and when multiple churches network together for mission and ministry. So that's the purpose of this podcast, to share the stories of people participating in God's mission in Nebraska, across the country, and around the world. This season, we are meeting with our friends and global servants with international ministries. My hope is that we learn how we can partner with them by supporting their ministry efforts around the world, but also how we can utilize their gifts and talents as partners in our local churches as well. So be sure to check out the show notes for links to their ministry and how you can contact them. My guests today are Becky and Larry Stanton, who are global servants with international ministries. Their primary partnership is with the Hungarian Baptist Aid and the Baptist Union of Hungary. <clears throat> Becky works with schools in the eastern region of the country, primary and elementary community schools in Tiglas and a community and a college prep high school in Debrecen. Larry works just across the border with Ser- Serbian Baptist churches in Stara Morvica and Pashir with their service to the community and to refugees along the Balkan route. Larry and Becky's three daughters are also on mission with them. Since the war in Ukraine began, they have given aid to refugees, walking with them, providing spiritual care, sharing the gospel, and meeting their physical needs in this season of uncertainty. Larry and Becky, welcome to the podcast. I'm sorry I had such difficulty saying some of those words. They are new to me, but that is why we do these things so we can learn more about the world and better ourselves. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, as our listeners know, we we ask five simple questions to learn more about who you are and where you see God moving in your community. So let's just jump right in here with, with question number one. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you guys? You know, uh, it, it goes on to our call. Uh, we, uh, Rebecca and I were married. Uh, we met on the mission field in uh, in Mexico. And sometimes if we're visiting, ask him why he calls me Rebecca. He's the only person, and it's oh. because of that trip, and we don't have time to go into it. But he is the go. only person. I will follow up at some point in the future. I'm sorry. In the court. Me in the court. (laughs) The court. You know what? This is my podcast has bonus episodes just for these types of (laughs) things. You know, 
we uh, we we met we met in Mexico. We we served together with uh, Chuck Chavers, okay. uh, a former IM missionary, and uh, a year later we were married. And uh, what two years later, uh, three years later, uh, I, I I seen a a story in uh, IM's website, uh, and I'm I'm, I'm reading. And get involved now. And I click on the toolbar, and it opened up uh, opportunities and projects and needs all around the world. And I'm I'm scanning through it, and uh, I come to one in uh, a school looking for a maintenance director. Yeah, uh, I'm a retired maintenance director uh, from uh, the corrections in in Illinois. And uh, I read it, and they, they had my. Uh, my job description, they copied and pasted, uh, and, and it was kind of scary. Uh, so I, I, I leave there immediately. I go back to the list, and, and they're now they're looking for a, uh, a high school English teacher. And that's what I was. Uh, and so, you know, it kind of made the hair stand up <laughs> on the back of your neck. Uh, so so we, uh, we, we talked about it. We prayed about it. Uh, we laughed about it, and uh, we contacted IM, and and started the process. Uh, our call was to serve in uh, Liberia, West Africa. Uh, and, and we went through the process and uh, we went to Liberia. We came back uh, for the 200th anniversary of International Ministries. And while we were uh, in Green Lake, uh, Ebola came to America. Right. Uh, Dr. Bradley uh, from Texas, they were transporting him back, and the world went crazy, and yeah. and we weren't allowed to go back. Yeah, uh, and and our friends here in Nebraska might remember, of course, yeah. that the hospital here in Omaha is right. Um, that's they right. had Ebola. Um, that, that's where it is. Yeah. So they all came here to Omaha, that's Nebraska. Right. Yeah, yeah. Got their treatments. So so we're we're, we're stuck. We're stuck now in uh, Southern Illinois. We rented our house. We're giving away our cars. We. We got rid of everything. We're, right, right. You're ready to yeah, go. We're, 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 we're going to live in Liberia for the rest of our life. Uh, but but that all changed. Sure. Uh, I, I find a, a call from IM looking for English teachers to come to Hungary for one year. And that's where Rebecca gets involved. And, you know, it, I, I don't want to jump forward, but I'm, I really love your question about how we can serve as a resource and be a part of the the churches at home we love the new model of international ministries that we have to visit the churches and build relationships with them and raise our support and it because that time it took us two years to do that but Mm -hmm. in those two years we met so many wonderful people and we really Mm -hmm. do love the american baptist church we we are greatly supported by small Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, you know, the the small churches, the small congregations um, that see in themselves often nothing special when really it's incredibly special what they're doing. And we know the gospel says that in the little and the seemingly insignificant, that's where God works. Yeah, that's that's where he moves. And um, we we feel that way. We we are not ordained pastors. Um, we've sometimes called ourselves like the blue collar missionaries. We didn't even know, like that was our first question. Like, do we have to go to seminary first? 
you know, because we were not ministers and international ministries was quick to say, no, you guys perfectly, your skills from the world perfectly fit. And, and I think that's how the, the church is. I mean, that's how God built us. Yeah. Our skills out in the secular world take us to people that aren't a part of church, that aren't a part of a fellowship and a family. And that's how we can connect with them and get connected. And so my, my teaching, and, and I love how you struggled to pronounce our city names, because that is why I am here. The, the English that I speak, Midwestern, even a little Southern, is so valued here. Like I can't, it's so humbling. People ask me all the time to give private lessons because the more naturally English they can speak, especially with an American accent, right. the more money they can literally make. Yeah. And yeah. by just by being willing, so by letting God pick us in an unusual way and being very flexible, uh, and we kind of had no choice. And I think most of your listeners and, and congregants have been in times and places where they felt like they had no choice. And that's where we see God move yeah. um, and being sent and rerouted to Hungary um, was was that for us. That was our call. Well, hey, I, I, I think that's that's an amazing uh, insight into your call as missionaries. And, and I appreciate you sharing that, that with us, how um you know, by trade, teachers, yeah. and maintenance people, and, yeah. and God called you into the mission field. Um, I think this is a crucial part to think about just theologically and um, where the church is going to be in the next 20 and 30 years, even in North America context, um, is that I, I, I think our ability and our willingness to use the gifts and the skills that God has provided us with and to share the gospel story and to live out the Christian life in those contexts is going to be the foundational bedrock of whatever new designs church is going to be in the near future. It's going to be less of the seminary trained pastors and leaders like myself who who lead a congregation and, and and fill them with amazing sermons and programming and stuff like that as, as a place where church is a destination, where I think we're moving into a space where church is, is going to be spread out and it's going to be lived out in small groups in people's places of work and in their communities and in their apartment complexes or wherever. And they're going to be local missionaries everywhere they go. And I think your story is an example of saying yes on a larger scale, going to another country, that sort of thing. But I do think one of the ways the church is going to be successful and healthy in North America in the coming years is exactly what you're doing just locally in their space. Would, would you agree with that? Do you think, do you yeah. see that as well coming or do you think I'm way off base on that kind of thought line? No, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, uh, being a missionary is a, is a vocation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It is uh, if you're a plumber, if you're a uh, if you work in a grocery store, if you work at the Walmart, it's, it's your vocation. But it is an opportunity uh, to share the gospel, to, to to live in a way that pleases God and and gives Him glory where you're at. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and, and for us, we were asked to uh, to go to Hungary. Yeah. And uh, so we had an opportunity to serve and love and uh, uh, and, and be a witness. That's cool. Yeah. My, uh, I, I think all vocations are holy. So it's not just pastoral work or missionary titled work, you know, it's, it's all work we do. So whatever you're called to and whatever God well, Jesus trained you showed us for. That, right? and, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I love, and I, this may be, I don't know, it seems kind of crazy. I, I haven't said it out loud too much, but you know, the, <laughs> he's like, what's she going to say? The, you know, the women of the Bible, the women, the wealthy women who supported Jesus's ministry, like we don't know a lot about them, but that very much inspires me because I feel like, and I know from compared to worldwide people, we are very privileged and we have great opportunities and great wealth through us, in us. We can we have access to so much more yeah. than, I mean, the people up and down this street and even to a greater degree where Larry works. Um, and, and that that's inspiring to me um, and because they were still, and like your congregants, we are, we are ordinary people. Yeah. That's a powerful story of, of recognizing all the smaller support groups that mm-hmm. allowed Jesus to do the things he was doing or Paul or yeah. whatever. I mean, Paul yeah. was also a day laborer, but, but you just see over and over again, I'm kind of reading through the book of Acts right now of mm. people who went and left uh, where they were and went to other places, but they had to be supported. They had jobs. They had stuff they did every day. And that was outside of the synagogue. Cause they, they had this familiar model of going to the synagogue first and then when that didn't work, they created house churches, right? And so it's just you see that same model over and over again. And, and where the church grew wasn't, in fact, inside the established church, but where the church grew was on the edges and in people's homes and in the workplace and those sort of. This is a great conversation, but I I have a model, and I got to ask you other questions, don't I? Okay. Okay. Yes. And we. Uh, so um, you talked a little bit about how you got here. So we've got that question covered. Um, so tell us then, what are you doing? What is happening in your ministry context? And and I know you guys are doing different things. So if you want to A and B kind of storytell or or however you want to answer the question, just tell us a little bit about what, what you're seeing God doing through the work that you are partnering with presently. I'll go first because I'm always shorter than she. She needs all the time. Uh, you know, I uh, when we came here, when we came here, she works in the school and uh she was called to come to the school. So right. my, my requirement is to uh, to find a ministry, find something to do uh, while I'm here. And I've worked in the school for a time, and uh, it, it wasn't a lot of fun. They didn't need me. It, uh, but, but I went every day, you know. I, I, I helped as I could. And then the refugee crisis came, the, the Syrian refugees and uh, the people from the Middle East and uh, – I, I had an opportunity to get involved in that. Uh, and, and through that, I met uh, Pastor Zotan, uh, who is my friend uh, in Serbia. And he has two churches, two small communities uh, side by side. And uh, so I would go and uh, partner with him, with the, the, the refugees coming through. 
and, and stay in his house, stay at his church, and I build a relationship with him and his family and the community. Uh, and, and it's all about relationships. It's about friendships. It's about uh, uh, how, how, how can we help? Yeah. And uh, through that, we, uh, we see needs uh, in the community and uh, in his church and, and outside of his church in the community. And my goal is always to, uh, uh, to give God glory and, and, and to help build the church. Uh, so everything we do is done through the church uh, because, because someday I'll be gone. The church will still be there. And I want people to look to the church for uh, strength and health and support and uh, and God. Uh, so our partnership with with Sotan and, and his community is uh, how how can we help and how can we uh, how can we love people and and how can we show them love and uh, we we do uh, firewood projects and uh, this winter is going to be much more difficult. Uh, the energy crisis through Europe right. will will hit the people on the bottom the hardest. Uh, the price of wood is doubled here in Hungary, so that means it will triple there. Uh, it's farm country. It looks like Central America. It looks like uh, Nebraska. There's not a lot of trees. Uh, they they're gone. Uh, so we partner with them, and uh, we, we we find ways to. Uh, uh, help help supply with the, the firewood through the churches, uh, American Baptist churches uh, make donations, and we go buy firewood and we do the uh, distribution. And uh, but but it all comes from the church. It doesn't come from from America. It, sure. it comes from the church. Right. Uh, so so we 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 do uh, a food distribution, hygiene products. Uh, these are these are. Small towns and old people. Uh, when when the Yugoslavia fell apart, uh, people lost their pensions. They lost their jobs. There, there are no opportunities. Uh, the children all leave. Uh, kids graduate high school and they go someplace where there's a job. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's it's pretty depressing. Uh, but we we look for opportunities to uh, to bring joy and happiness and and laughter and. Uh, and, and, you know, by doing that, uh, they give me so much joy, uh, so much happiness. Uh, they're good people. they got great hearts. When I, when I stand at, at the church, Zotan's church, and I look over the congregation, they look exactly like the American Baptist Church. Yeah. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're white. They're old. They're gray-headed. You know, I mean, it, 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 is, it is the church that I see. Yeah. Uh, who supports us? Right. Uh, so we have an opportunity to do that. I've been working uh, at, before the summer. I've been working with the refugees coming from Ukraine, uh, with with the Amer with the Hungarian Baptist Aid, and uh, we we greet them as they get off the bus, and we offer them some some supplies and some help and some hugs, and uh, and they go on about their way. Uh, we have, through the One Great Hour sharing, uh, received enough funds to buy a van uh, for our church here in Hungary, which will supply and, and move supplies in and out of Ukraine. Our, our church has 12 sister churches in the Ukraine. Uh, so they're, uh, they're moving people and, and goods uh, across the country 
uh, trying to take care of that that mess. Uh, yeah. and, and then, you know, I, I said it earlier, uh, the energy crisis is going to be a mess here. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's going to be an incredible mess. And, and, and nobody really knows the numbers because they all come from politicians. And, you know, politicians don't know the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Uh, but 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 they tell us all to worry that things are going to be bad. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what I do. Uh, the, next Sunday, next Sunday, no, the eleventh, uh, meeting Pastor Zotan, and, and we're going to speak together at at a church in Budapest about our work in uh, in Serbia and and, and how uh, the ch- churches in Hungary can help. Uh, you know the the, the need for help. Uh, well, we it was really exciting. This past year was, it was our eighth school year. And our program here in Teglash is, it's just a first through eighth grade school. Most of the small towns here don't have high schools. Right. So that's why our daughter is going away to school. Uh, all of her classmates will have to commute for an hour to go to Debertson. Uh, I can get there in 30 minutes with my car, but riding a city bus, you know, it, it takes much longer. And so um, so our program is eight years and it started, the bilingual program started when I came. Okay. And so our, our Ruth was a first grader and we've all along the way, you know, when you're doing something new, there's, there's this question in your mind, like, is it worth it? Have we, have we actually done it? And we've all been anxiously waiting to get to the end of this eighth year to see the whole program now has been built. You know, like when we first started, we didn't even have books. We were making photocopies, you know, and finding songs on YouTube and stuff like that. And now we've got, we call Roots Class the guinea pigs, you know, or the pioneers because they, we tried everything out on them. And a wonderful thing, the kids have to take a language exam at the end of the eighth grade year. And there's just no like comparison that I, cause you know, I, I studied French when I was in high school, but I didn't have a high stakes exam that I had to take at the end of it. And, and it really was kind of, I don't know, kind of, kind of pointless. Um, it, I never used it in my work, you know? Yeah. And, and I know there are people who, who do study foreign languages in the States and they're very useful to them. Um, but here, it, our kids, all of them took some level of language exam and passed. And five of Ruth's class got the highest level. They can speak like most adults don't even pursue this high level. If you're going to teach English, this is the level you would get. And they're, they're just so good. They're fluent. I can talk with them as easily as I'm talking with you. Um, and so it was very gratifying to see um, that, yes, indeed, our kids can compete. And they they did. Uh, the program was a success um, for me as a missionary. I know that some of the results I won't see for a long time. Yeah. If ever. Um, because we in discipleship, we know we, we, it takes years and decades sometimes to mature and develop, especially when you're talking about with kids. And 
you know, I, it's of course my, my dream and desire. I would love to see some of my former students being missionaries or work in some way in their jobs, helping the poor, helping people, um, and not just looking up, how can this language ability help me get a better job, but how can it help me reach down and help people and across and, um, and cross boundaries and barriers. And the, the languages across Europe, it's, it's just mind blowing. Like, I don't know how they communicate. Uh, It's no wonder to me that there have been centuries of war because I mean, it would be like if Nebraska and Illinois spoke a completely different language and they had to use Latin to communicate with each other. Right. You know, at first I thought, well, why am I teaching kids English? Like they're all going to go to England or the States or Canada and get a job. No, because Hungarians use English to talk to people who are in Poland. Yeah. Or people who are in Slovakia or people who are in, you know, Italy and opening, having English opens doors and opens boundaries. And so, um, we are, we are hoping to see that continue. Um, I personally, I always challenge my kids to learn the Lord's prayer, um, from new year's till Easter. I've done this for several years now and none of that. They never did it until this year. And I think actually, actually COVID helped. (laughs) Because we were we were learning online, and I think the parents thought they had to do it, and you know they didn't understand. I had told the kids, "You don't have to. This isn't required. I just like for you to do it." But I always started every lesson. I would say it first in Hungarian and then in English, and I've had so many now have finally learned it. And we took a group of students to England uh, back in May, and we were in St. Paul's Cathedral, and they came over the intercom, and they said every hour they have prayer and, you know, they were praying for the sick that, you know, at this time. And then they said the Lord's prayer and my students knew it. Um, and I had told them, you know, I sometime in your life, you can go into a church and say this with others and how meaningful it is. I didn't know it was going to be this year. Um, it was, it was great. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm actually continuing now. So we're, we're going on with the program. That's cool. Yeah. So you've, you, you've done this program for, for all of these eight years now and people have matriculated out and um, they take, so is this like a state standard test that determines what kind of a high school they get into or what kind of a jobs they'll be eligible for later type of thing? So they, it's like a certification of sorts. It is. It is. Yeah. It's a, it's a certification. They, they have standardized high school entrance exams. Right. This is a supplement. Okay. Um, and actually, it really is like even um, firefighters, for example, if mm-hmm. they have language certificates in you know English and German, they for each additional language certificate, you can go up a pay scale. Oh wow! Um, yeah. That's important. Yeah, it, yeah. it's <laughs> tangible. It's yeah. really tangible. Yeah, in such a multilingual region, I, I could see why that would be an extremely valuable skill set to have. And and I do think that Nebraskans and Iowans do speak different languages. Because <laughs> um, Iowans don't know how to say go big red. 
I mean, well, I mean, you know, what does that even mean, really? Yeah, As I know. Illinois, I have to wonder what what how. <laughs> so, um, very good. Uh, that's 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 very cool. So then, um, do a little bit of a like like what's next for you guys? Then what? T- tell me, um, you're starting a new school year. I know. I, I know you continue to work. You 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 talked a little bit about it already with the coming up school year and how you're going to go with Pastor Zoltan um, to Budapest, but. Um, what else is coming up next for you guys? You know, we're, uh, uh, I don't know if, if, if hopeful is the right word, but uh, uh, opportunities are, gonna, are, are going to open up in the Ukraine uh, with, with our church and uh, uh, with, with their network. And um, I'm hopeful uh, uh, to participate in those things. Uh, you know, uh, the one great hour sharing and in, in the churches in, in, in the U.S., uh, the, what eight denominations participate in that, uh, or, or people are so giving, and uh, uh, we have an opportunity to uh, uh, to help and to share uh, with the people in Ukraine. Uh, you know the, and I shared earlier the winter, and the winter is going yeah. to be a big right. problem in Ukraine. Uh, so there will be a lot more people, and uh, I, I think. Uh, 22,000 uh, Saturday or Sunday uh, came across the border. Uh, the, the movement of people hasn't stopped. Uh, so so there, there will be opportunities for us to serve and to help and to uh, uh, help grow the church. Uh, our, our sister churches in Ukraine, uh, the pastors say it is a great revival. Uh, Sundays, the churches are full. Uh, God uses these situations to uh, point people uh, to, to a need and, and to a savior. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's not a pretty thing that's happening, but for God's family is growing, and uh, God uses these situations, and He always has. Uh, so, so we're 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 hopeful and, uh, and and looking forward to opportunities to help there. Uh, w- once again, my, my work with Zotan and uh, his communities will, uh, will continue. Uh, and then, uh, in, in the meantime, we look for opportunities uh, to, to help here in Teglosh outside of the school, uh, with, with the school, but, but outside in the community. We're always looking for opportunities to, uh, uh, to, to be a servant and, and, and serve. Very good. So we, we've teased a little bit already ways that... Um, we could utilize you as a resource and, and learn from you, but how can we as American Baptists in Nebraska partner with you? How can we support your mission and ministry there in Hungary and Serbia and Ukraine and beyond? Um, and then h- how in turn might you be available as a resource to our local churches? You know, the, 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 I, I came and visited uh what, three years ago now, maybe four years ago. Yeah, and, you were uh, our you were our last guest speaker at our last in person state convention in 2019. It was uh, in Newport, Nebraska. We've not had another one in person since then because you broke the mold, Larry. You broke <laughs> it. Just, you broke we it. just can't do it without you. But you know, we'll I, have I, our I, uh, first uh, in person event in October 14 I, and 15 at Moses Conference Center. So we're looking. I, I have to go back and look at my notes, but I I, I drove. Uh, 
1200 miles back yes, and forth. Yes, you, <laughs> you did visit. Nebraska I think you visited like 15 churches that week and you I, did drive I, all I, over I, the place. I was a very busy guy and, and, and I really enjoyed it. And, uh, I go back and, and, and look at my photos from time to time and remember uh, the, uh, the, the people and in, in, in the communities and, uh, and, and, and we have churches that are supporting us. We have individuals that are supporting us uh, now and, uh, and we look forward to that growing. Uh, you know, the, the, the money we receive uh, in our uh, specific account or work account, uh, it, it all goes to people on the ground. We, uh, we, we look for opportunities to uh, partner with uh, small NGOs when I'm working with the, the refugees. Uh, we, we, we work with the church and uh, we, we, we love the opportunities to share and to, uh, uh, to help the church grow. And to uh, get to know people, uh, it's, it's about relationships. We 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 love spending time with people and uh, uh, and, and becoming part of their families and their and their friends. And we we I'm sorry. Go ahead. We love the American Baptist Church, and we want it to grow. We want it to yeah. uh, continue. We want it to. Um, feel God's love. And as we, we are available, um, and, and in this way, like Larry's saying, building relationships, we are available. We come home every summer. Uh, some summers are, are more flexible than others. I think we're going to Puerto Rico next summer to the biennial. I hope to see you there. I know. I'm going as well. Ah, so, so we, we, you know, we'll miss a little bit of time sure. uh, from our schedule there, but being, you know, the Hungarian Baptist aid gives us the flexibility to come home. And it was actually, we had to be flexible because we told them, you know, the, the American Baptist model or the international ministries model is you serve for four years and you come home for a fifth year. Right. And that's when you revisit all the churches. And I told my school that, and they were like, you're going to be gone their whole fifth grade year, we'll lose our certification. You can't do that. And I was like, uh, maybe we can do something else. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And working with Charles Jones and working with our partners, you know, they don't really have a need for us in the summer. And so we get to go home every summer. And that's when we love to, we love to mm. rent a car and go. Um, so we can be available. Um, and Larry has even, he has more flexibility than I do during the school year. And he has traveled back um, for conferences. And of course, because of COVID, we now, many more churches will say, can we Zoom? Can we have a, a group chat of some kind? Um, and we are also available to do that really anytime. You know, if there's a, a church that wants to, we've had so many churches that we visited that have said either, you know, they've never met a missionary or it's mm -hmm. been so many decades since a missionary visited their church. Um, and, and that's a shame. We, we really like the personal aspect yeah. of them getting to know us, us getting to know them. Um, and, you know, people that I made friends with there, they follow me on Facebook. I follow them. I know their grandkids, you know, and, that's just really cool. And um, those relationships are important. And so we're available for relationship. Um, 
And then all of the mission education that comes through that, sure. you know, of course, is we're available to answer any questions um, like that. Very good. Yeah, we we when we invite missionaries into the region, we try to give them, you know, a good list of places to visit and generally a vehicle to put tons of miles on. <laughs> so, you know, we do our best to to equip and, and make them available. Um, and so we would love to put you on the docket for 2023 or 2024, depending on what your availability is. And then um, we look for ways to support you. So um, for churches wanting to know a little bit more about you, for churches wanting to maybe get in contact with you, um, what's a great way for them to get to know you a little better? Um, we're we're going to direct them in the show notes to the uh, International Ministries website, of course. Um, there's bulletin mm-hmm. inserts. There's a ton of stuff there. But um, in addition to that, are there other ways they can contact you? Yeah. Uh, share our email address. Uh, okay. Tell them to send us a note. And we'll be happy to... Uh, uh, make contact any way that uh, would, would work out for all of us. So, you know, we're we're, we're seven hours uh, ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're seven hours ahead of Central Time. Um, yeah. so, but really, that's the only barrier. I mean, sure. as much as you would talk to somebody in, you know, uh, another place, um, we're available. So our email address we um, we have our uh, Facebook. Uh, and also, I don't know, you guys are pretty tech savvy out there. I mean, I've, there's a, we have a Twitter Whoa. and we have an Instagram. Nice. Um, and so we have those uh, and I can send you those links. Um, and often it's, I mean, it's kind of the same stuff, right? Sure, but, of but it's, it's different formats prefer. to follow what you're up yeah, to some, and these sort of things. And every generation yeah. uses a different platform. So that helps you connect with everybody. Absolutely. And, and I, I think that's so cool. And um we so our our facebook page is called stanton global servants okay uh and that was in case the lord sent us anywhere uh, <laughs> we could always have <laughs> and it's worked you know um it it so that's that keeps us flexible and we've got um we've had we've been so blessed to have um different photographers come and and like we've even met kind of randomly people who are really great at helping us show our story and visualize that. So we've got some great resources on our YouTube channel, which is the Stantons. Um, our email is Stanton at International Ministries. Um, you can pretty much find us. I mean, I, I don't care if you give them my phone number if they want to call <laughs> us, but my word, that would probably cost a lot. Of money. Yes, I'm sure it would. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for being on Mission in Five, the podcast, and we look forward to ways to partner with you in mission and ministry. We look forward to getting to know your churches better. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mission in Five, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you will be notified every time we produce a new episode, introducing you to another ministry practitioner or missionary engaging in God's mission and their unique context, whether it be in Nebraska, around the country, or somewhere else in the world. If you like the guests and the content, take a moment to rate and review the podcast on your favorite streaming platform and share it with your friends and family on your larger social media networks. Check out the show notes for links and contact information to every single one of our guests and some current events and other links to news articles and things that might impact their mission and ministry. Send us ideas on who you'd like us to interview for future episodes and feel free to support us by giving through PayPal on our abcnebraska.com website. Thanks, everybody. 
Have a great day. Talking heads on cable news shows pollute our discourse with vitriol. Social media bombards us with fake news, and even our churches are divided by partisan politics. I'm Brian Kaler, Editor-in-Chief at Word and Way, and in a time like this, we need sources we can trust, like our award-winning email newsletter, A Public Witness. Learn more and subscribe today at publicwitness.wordandway.org.